Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Wednesday, the 9th of November. First up, Facebook just fired 11,000 people using Elon Musk playbook as Meta collapses. Meta has just laid off, fired 11,000 employees, just 1,000 under the predicted amounts. And uh, it's a lot of unemployed people in Silicon Valley right now between that and the uh, 4,000 or so or whatever from Twitter. That's 15,000 employees fired in the last seven days in big tech. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, Twitter, for example, was seemed more uniformly focused and hyper-partisan. I don't know if that much is true about Facebook employees uh, in particular, but I do know that Facebook itself uh, was a, a tool for the left, a tool to control conversations, a tool that young people aren't using anymore. Uh, they're, they're losing billions of dollars. And Mark Zuckerberg uh, takes full blame for it. In fact, somebody actually sent me the video uh, of the firings. I don't know if I can even show that or not. I've got to ask uh, half Asian super lawyer Bill if I can publish that. But here, I got this wrong. Meta will let go 11,000 employees. It's one of the biggest tech layoffs this year. As Facebook parent battles soaring costs and weak advertising market, CEO of Meta Mark Zuckerberg appeared gloomy after discussing the cuts with executives in a meeting Tuesday. The broad job cuts follow thousands of layoffs and other major tech companies, including Elon Musk's Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg apologized to Meta workers after sending an early morning email confirming thousands of job losses amid soaring costs and weak advertising. Well, I can speak to the weak advertising. It's it's true across the board. You know, many of you know I have an advertising agency. I don't I'm not involved in the day-to-day much anymore. But I can just tell you like YouTube earnings, you know, they're like half of what they should be, half of what they were last year at this time. This is supposed to be like the big time of year where advertising really goes up. Just not happening because companies don't have the money. And that's I guess part of building back better. Uh, Zuckerberg, 38, was said to appear gloomy on the call and also said he was accountable for missteps made by Meta. Well, that's called good leadership. He's not supposed to be happy about firing all these people, especially if he actually understands um, that it's his fault. Now, this does not absolve him. Him having a human moment does not dissolve, absolve him from all the meddling that I believe he has been a part of. Employees received the confirmation about the cuts in a company-wide email which was sent at 6 a.m. this morning, with staff able to keep their email addresses for an extra day to, quote, say farewell. The CEO admitted that he got it wrong in the message, and he takes responsibility for the problems which caused him to make the cuts. It's the first time in Meta's 18-year history that they will actually be making major layoffs, which follow redundancies at other major tech companies, including Twitter and Microsoft. uh, Yeah, Taking a page out of this Twitter CEO Elon Musk's book, Zuckerberg sent the general early morning email to employees and letting them know the company had lost two-thirds of its value, which it has. No one's, He said no one on the online commerce returned to prior trends, but the macroeconomic downturn, increased competition, and ad signal loss have caused our revenue to be much lower than I'd expected. I got this wrong, and I take responsibility for that. He also said that the company was overstaffed because he was overly optimistic about the growth. 
Zuckerberg stressed that the company would shift resources to high-priority growth areas, such as its AI discovery engine, ads, and business platforms, as well as its metaverse project. I'm surprised he didn't say short-form videos. The lockdown boom that boosted tech companies and their valuations has turned into a bust this year in the faces of decades-high inflation and rapidly rising interest rates. As the market opening, as of the market opening this morning, the share prices had risen 5% today, with bigger increases expected. Well, because investors are only cared about only care about profit margin, so you lay off this many people, you're talking about you know a direct hit to the you're reducing costs significantly. Meta said it would pay 16 weeks of base pay plus additional weeks for every year, plus two additional weeks for every year as severance. That is actually incredible. If you'd been there five years, you got 18 weeks plus 10 weeks. You got 28 weeks paid, six-month severance. Employees will uh, get the cost of health care for six months, and those impacted will receive their November 15th vesting, according to the company. That is a very friendly layoff. The company's shares, which had lost more than two-thirds of their value, were up about 3% in pre-market trading. Zuckerberg said in October that he expected to end 2023 of roughly the same size, signaling that some jobs could be recouped following the layoffs. It's thought that Meta could launch another hiring drive next year, which focuses on Reality Labs Arm, the department which takes the lead on the metaverse. Meta recently forecast a weak holiday quarter and significantly more costs next year, wiping about $67 billion from the stock market value adding to more than half a trillion dollars in value it had already lost. Here's the thing. Uh, Facebook, you know, I know a lot of like small businesses, like little restaurants and stuff like that around me seem to uh, still use Facebook pages instead of websites, which is fine. I can't believe there isn't better options for that, but they use that. Um, and that's about it. Like I use it for messenger and that's it. Uh, I rarely post, uh, and you know, it's like keeping in touch with family and posting pictures of dogs, Facebook groups. I don't know if that's an area that's still growing in Facebook. It was popular for a very long time, but all those groups became politicized and fractured and censorious. Then let's not forget all of the Facebook bannings. You know, my quartering page on Facebook is clearly suppressed. Um, nobody sees it. I have thousands of people that follow the page. I'll, I'll post an article that'll get like 10 reads. Um, the, you know, and the, Facebook wants me to pay for people who have raised their hand and said they wanted to see my content. And I'm just not doing that. Uh, you know, I'd rather people go to my locals page um, where they can get whatever I want. You know, I can, they can see 100% of what I post for free. Uh, without having to dig through everything and, and I don't have to pay extra money for people that want to see my stuff to see my stuff. I think there are a lot of businesses like that, which is exactly why advertising dollars are down. They basically forced businesses to pay money to, uh, to have the people that have already raised their hands and said, I wanted this information to actually see it. It was like extortion. It felt like that. Here's the email. Today, I'm sharing some of the most difficult changes we made in Meta's history. I've decided to reduce the size of our team by 13% and let more than 11,000 people of our 11,000 of our talented staff go. We are also taking 
a number of additional steps to become a leaner and more efficient company by cutting discretionary spending, expending, and ex extending our hiring freeze through quarter one. I want to take accountability for these decisions and how we got here. And I know this is tough for everyone. And I'm especially sorry for those impacted. Well, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have alienated half of the country and probably two thirds of your user base because, you know, Facebook is certainly leans older. So, you know, hypothetically, you know, back of the napkin, it probably leans more, uh, Republican or at least, um, moderate and during the 2020 election cycle, Facebook went to war with its own users. People forget that. Like, I'm not shedding a tear. I mean, it sucks if you're an individual, especially if you're just like a developer or something that like you had nothing to do with this. But like, I remember that. I remember when you were, you know, called into Congress, when you were suppressing news, um, when you were, you know, forcing people who were just having regular conversations about their own bodily autonomy off the platform, uh, banning users for questioning the science TM, which was changing all the time, um, suppressing posts, um, de-boosting, all the same stuff that they were doing on Twitter. So it's hard for me to really feel bad. There's no good way to do a layoff, but we hope to get all relevant information to you as quickly as possible and then do whatever we can to support you through this. Everyone will get an email soon letting you know if or what the layoff means for you. After that, every affected employee will have the opportunity to speak with someone to get their questions answered. We made the decision to remove access to most meta systems for people leaving today, given the amount of access to sensitive information, but we're keeping email addresses active throughout the day so everyone can say farewell. Oh, isn't that nice? I probably would be sending a different kind of email. Um, you know, and I do think it's awfully like scummy for them to do the layoffs today. They did the layoffs today because they knew that everyone would be talking about the midterm elections. Like I would be shocked if this video um, got the kind of attention it normally would uh, because everyone wants to talk about the midterms. And I just, I, I'm, I don't have much to say about it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's brutal. Um, you know, this is what you get. I hope that more big tech companies continue to suffer massive losses uh, as a direct result of their censorious and partisan behavior. I don't feel bad for Meta. If Meta went away tomorrow, I don't. E I wouldn't even care uh, because they played this game for too long. They were more worried about pleasing their Democrat overlords than they were in providing a good product. And now Zuckerberg's obsession with the metaverse may actually be their undoing. And next up today, Stephen Crowder just shocked the world. Louder with Crowder election coverage proves one huge thing. Wow. Uh, huge, huge news uh, for Stephen Crowder, for free speech, for new tech, for everyone who's worried and about YouTube, for everyone that, um, you know, doesn't want to be a part of YouTube, for everyone that wants to be a creator and isn't quite sure if they can make it on YouTube. Um, last night, uh, Steven Crowder accomplished uh, what might be the most significant piece of um, pr uh, like really litmus test or proof that people who want new tech and new options have, have what been waiting to see. Um, now there are a lot of new tech options and I don't throw my hat in with any of them really. I mean, I, I give them free advertising space across the top of my screen uh, because I support new tech and I want them to succeed. So I've been using BitChute. I've been using Odyssey. 
have been using Rumble and various other uh, YouTube alternatives since they've ever, you know, since they've existed because um, non, I won't even say conservative voices. I'll just say like non-mainstream type voices have been suppressed on these platforms for many, many years. In fact, YouTube was really the first one to start really kind of screwing with people. I have to basically beg my viewers to subscribe like every video and it gets annoying for them, but like most people are not going to find my videos in YouTube search. So if you're one of the people watching this video and you aren't yet subscribed, that is one of the most powerful things you can do to the channels that you watch. Um, because at least you'll have a chance to see their videos. So if you haven't, not, not just for my channel, but for like Steven's channel, or any other YouTuber that you watch, uh, whether it's on, and also if you're watching on like Rumble or BitChute or Odyssey, take the time to subscribe. I know you have a, a dummy email address you can use to create an account because that's the struggle most content creators face. It's that people don't, uh, you know, it's almost impossible for, to, for discovery to happen. It'd be very unlikely, I've said this before and I'll say it again, it'd be very unlikely for anybody to ever like go down the same path as like Tim Pool and I did now, like reading articles and commentating on stuff because the YouTube algorithm has changed so much that there's, there's like no chance to be discovered. So people go to alternatives. Even on my Rumble, I'm, I'm gonna, I, it's possible for me to pass 100,000 subscribers on Rumble. I know I'm at 96,100 subscribers. It's, it's possible. Now I know a lot of my views on Rumble are like, or my subscribers on Rumble are like solidarity subs. But if I ever had to move, that's 100,000 people that actually get notified when I upload over there. Well, last night, Steven Crowder proved what nobody really was sure of. And that is that we actually have viable alternatives available. He was live streaming to, I think at some point, 350,000 people on Rumble plus another 100,000 people on Mug Club, which brings a total to, let's just say, 400,000 people live watching a video that was not on Twitch, that was not on YouTube, but on a new tech platform. Yes, Steven is a large creator, okay? And he has his loyal fans. But that kind of crossover to a new tech platform is unprecedented. I mean, I know that like Andrew Tate had a big live stream there. I know that I think um, like Bongino when he first moved over, but like Rumble is almost ready. The search platform, the search feature needs to get improved, but they're actually paying for their videos now too. Like ad revenues flowing. Like by by this time next year, Rumble is going to be a major player, and it's going to be because of guys like Steven Crowder, um, you know mobilizing and taking their loyal fans really because of their fans going over there and proving that these things um can work and so i'm enormously i'm filled enormously with optimism for new tech because of what steven did and i also want to thank him very personally he uh brought me on the show last night and he like it was very hectic he was very busy but he made time for me and he called out he, he shouted out coffee brand coffee like the minute he said coffee brand coffee, there was like 700 people on the website and there's like 300 new customers. He didn't have to do that. I wasn't expecting a shout out. I did wear my hat, but uh, he looked out. He's I, I, I view Stephen Carter as a true ally and friend. Um, and I'm really glad that he put me on. And if you missed it, here's uh, most of my appearance last night. I have to cut a little bit out because 
we were on Rumble and there's things you could say there that uh, that you can't say here. But if you missed my appearance on Crowder last night, um, I'm going to put most of it right here. And again, thanks, Stephen. And I'm just filled with so much optimism uh, about the future of new tech right now. All right. Do we have uh, Jeremy here from the quartering? Yep. All right. It's time to go to Jeremy from the quartering. Let's uh, cross the streams. All right, Mr. Jeremy Quartering. Uh, <laughs> does your audience do they know you as the Quartering, or do they know? Do they usually refer to you by your first name, Jeremy? Uh, what, <clears throat> most of my audience is super loyal, so they call me Jeremy. But I always prefer the Quartering because if people search up my name, then they'll just find out how I was like fourth grade reader of the week in my elementary school, and that's oh. not as impressive as my YouTube channel. Well, you're doing better. Uh, and by the way, you can plug. <laughs> yeah. Is it coffee brand coffee? Coffee company coffee. Let people know because it's pretty good coffee. Uh, oh, hey, I appreciate that. I didn't expect it, but um, yeah, coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code midterms will save you. Midterm will save you some money. I'll ask. Check out the reviews. I won't shill what we have. We no, have no, I, I get but, it. Yeah. And yeah. we have we've just I, I, just to be clear, not a sponsor at all. Everyone right, here knows, no. but we have been using some of this right. coffee here in the office uh, machine, and I can tell you that uh, uh, it's been met with rave reviews. I would like I'll maybe at one point we can talk about something that's a lighter roast. I'm a light roast guy, but We're on uh, it. I do We're like on, the Colombian. We have a special we have a special package ready for you. We've been we've been formulating. Uh, I've had like seven different taste tests based on your feedback. But let me just say something. It's not Landau. your dick in a popcorn bucket, is it? <laughs> that's Look, mine. That might be one of them. It's called Davy Landau. Pops. Landau. <laughs> yes. What the hell? You ordered. You're like, give me some of that Starbucks stuff. I I didn't know you had a. I I know that Lottery with Carter is very inclusive, but I didn't it, know that. You know. It's just because it's all he, all they had in the fridge from Costco. Oh, you wanted the cold like coffee, Andy. The cold coffee, candy yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind well, of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. super I inappropriate. That. I would rather have your coffee brand coffee. Yeah, but the thing is, it's just we don't yeah. have it cold. We have it with Technivore Mocha Master. Right, that's enough. We have, have a follow- cold brew. You know? Oh, that's true. But we just don't make it here for Dave because he's the only one who drinks that fairy <laughs> oh, beverage. Okay. Well, I yes. wish it was hey, alcohol. Well, but the inclusive. judge says I can't. Very closely, okay. and I'm here to be your real-time update guy, okay? So let me – I live in Wisconsin. A lot of people don't know this. It's very stressful right now. Tony Ebers is currently leading by about two points. I can't believe it. This is a guy that locked down the state. Everyone forgot. Yeah. How can people forget? They, they all forgot. I went through a drive a drive through funeral. That's a real thing that I attended because of Tony Ebers. And this guy is currently leading by 100,000 votes. A drive-through uh, funeral? White Castle. Yeah. You, you went to the – you go to <laughs> – it's not quite as 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 delicious as White Castle, but you feel the same afterwards. What? what the, that's the guy. You're going to eat a corpse? That's a horrible no, place to take. No, This is what no, happens. People no. get on this show. They try to out-dark humor us, and then they're like, oh, I was eating a corpse. No, I was not eating the corpse. You pull, you go to the parking lot, and then you log in on Zoom, okay. and then you and you view it, and then you're like there. But uh, yeah, that's that's totally. Well, why curious. even go to the parking lot if you're gonna do it on Zoom? Just Zoom it from home. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. I don't make the rules. I just go. You know, they say, "Hey, we'll park your car next to me. We'll feel we'll feel solid." Someone revving up his I, Honda Shadow. Like, what are you doing? Ah, shut the hell up! I got a FaceTime. Some guys, <laughs> some guys' bass is just blaring. Like, Could you turn that down? We're trying to do a Zoom eulogy. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Why are you tuning your suspension? I'm about to Skype someone's uh, wake. Right. Uh, okay, so what do you think is going to happen there in Wisconsin? Because Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken, right, aren't we looking at Wisconsin? That was one of my uh, out-of-left-field predictions uh, as far as... Yeah, Wisconsin. The, as far as the Senate, I think Johnson, we have uh, yeah. Johnson. Well, not really out of left field, but Johnson is going to win. So that's a big. That's a, that's a good one. Yes. Big big over Mandela Barnes, who's a, a super uber liberal. Um, you know the the House is fine. The governor, I really thought you know Tony Evers gobbled up a lot of votes about he wanted to legalize it and all this stuff, and he he never he never even did that. And um, you know right now with Milwaukee at sixty percent reporting. His last stronghold is Milwaukee. Madison's 92% reporting, and he's got four to one ratio, four votes to one. And Madison is substantially more liberal Super than Milwaukee, liberal. but it's not nearly yeah. as big. Correct. And honestly, the fact that Tim Michaels is holding 32% in Milwaukee, that's a, probably above what he expected, but there's 60% of the vote in. I think he can still come back. Are there any um, counties that you're talking about, uh, your guy there, uh, your, your your Mr. Red guy there, that he uh, has coming in that are not a significant portion of coming in? Because we're kind of going state by state and looking at these. This is why I think Georgia is probably not a not too bad uh, as far as Walker. Uh, and then Pennsylvania is looking pretty good for us because of the numbers coming through Pittsburgh and, and Philadelphia. But again, there are some mm -hmm. big counties there that have not come in for Oz. Are there counties like that in Wisconsin? Not really. With about 650,000 um, estimated votes left, you know, he can close that gap. But, I mean, the counties that are red are red. And there's not going to be much that I was expecting him to flip. So it's going to be close no matter what. He's closing the gap. He's down. Now it's 48.6 to 50.3 with, like I said, 50,000 votes separating him. But with Milwaukee with only 60% in, yeah, that means he's going to widen his gap. It doesn't look good. And I'm shocked. Uh, that that it, that it didn't go differently, but well, I tell you what, though, look, you know. not to shit on your state, but let me shit on your state because it's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same thing with Michigan. This idea that it's the backbone of America, oh, no. the Midwest. No, it's just a bunch of communists who work, uh, you know, in some auto factories. I just people need to understand this. This is the fact. This is why I say that when people say American-made, it's like, well, if it comes down to Union American-made in the Midwest, or uh, you know, which is basically communist versus communist Chinese, but it's like, well, the the, the communist crap from China costs less. So there's yeah. American-made in right-to-work states, and a lot of people don't realize that the Midwest is very much an entitlement, sort of what used to be the breadbasket here in the United States. We have this in Wisconsin. You have it in Michigan. Mm -hmm. You have it in Pennsylvania. And fortunately, Donald Trump was able to reach across that a little bit. But well, I think a lot of entitlement people who voted for him initially said, well, I didn't get enough of the free stuff he promised and swung back. These are not conservative voters consistently. The Midwest is mm -hmm. very liberal because of the entitlement union mindset that is, is, is very deeply entrenched. Well, we went from yeah. we went from American made to American assembled, and exactly. that's like a, a real a real thing when you talk to the people at the pub, you know, regular everyday people. A lot of these companies that used to have a hundred thousand employees, fifty thousand employees, they have like a thousand now, and all the parts come in from China, overseas, and whatever, and they're just happy to have their job. And so when their union leader says, "Hey, here's who you vote for," that's who they vote for. Yeah, and I don't necessarily blame them. Like personally, I, I understand not everyone's willing to be the, hand, uh, the nail that sticks out, but that's kind of what's happening. Oh, I blame them. Here. These union leaders in Michigan, they come in, they go, uh, oh, I understand, uh, you know, you uh, you haven't been uh, logging times two and a half for overtime. Oh, that's a nice <laughs> desk. That's a nice picture of your wife. Oh, no. No. See, I thought Tudor Dixon had a chance, and she still does. I agree. It's not she still agree. does. I think she still so does. I think, I think there's not... part of Michigan, though, and part of Wisconsin, though, the, the remain the people that we're talking about. I really yes. do.
Yeah, no, there is yeah. a part. But you of them. are right. There is a there is a huge problem, and he is right from Michigan made to Michigan Ooh. or from American made to American assembled. Like, there's so many cars made in Mexico that you think are like, oh, that's the Chevy. Yeah, Malibu. put my name on there. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Put just, my name on there uh, why, after that. Why? Why would I keep a factory open when all I want is my damn box? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's all I want. You know, I put yeah. some uh, I put some screws in there, and uh, you know. It's the Tommy Boy quote, if anybody. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Callahan I Auto is located in Sandusky, Ohio. Well, we have but... a guy from Wisconsin here right now. Hey, why do you not, sorry. What, Jeremy? Why I'm do you sorry, not sound sorry. all retarded? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair question. I look. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about that, but I will say. Well, see that right there it was not retarded. You said that. You didn't say I don't have a lot to say about that. No, That's a fact, Jack. We're going to the snack shack. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There are a lot of people who the northern Wisconsin accent. So I still have my Wisconsin words. Okay, bag, uh, milk, uh, sheriff. Uh, there, there are many things that I'm still very Wisconsin in, but. Right. Um, you know, I'm not northern Wisconsin. I'm southeastern Wisconsin. I'm just outside of Milwaukee or Milwaukee. The sheriff took is... my bag of Kriak. Yeah, the sheriff. I was at the snack shack with the sheriff. They wouldn't give me any crack. Well, there you go. Jeremy's going to be in the next season of Making a Murderer. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was in Sheboygan, okay? That was like 20 minutes Yeah? Away. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Give me, Jeremy, sorry, we're running a little bit later. Give me your final predictions here for this evening, I guess. Or do you have any calls that you've made that are kind of out of left? Oh, and you know what? Let me actually get your So, you know, you hate YouTube as well. And I know that you do work, you do stream there. I do. Tonight is kind of a, yeah. a big shift. Uh, more people have been watching so the stream here on Rumble than on YouTube, which for us is a. Mm -hmm. I would love to not have to stream to YouTube, to stream somewhere else and put clips on YouTube would be the perfect world. Uh, tonight was the first night, I think, where we saw that is something that could be feasible in the future. Oh, yeah. Enough people will migrate with not only us, but people like you. They've mm -hmm. voted with their viewership tonight. And, and I do think that is the most positive story, I think, from the evening. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of you all. And the idea that you have a live stream with half, nearly half a million people uh, watching you between Mug Club and Rumble, uh, literally you have, you know, whether it was, you know, voluntarily or not, you've proven that there you can exist and you can have a powerful voice without traditional mainstream tech. And so when I'm, you know, smaller creators like me, uh, us little guys, you know, we see this and it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe I maybe I do some exclusive off off content yeah. off off platform, and maybe I go to a place where I can speak a little more freely. So uh, I'm really really happy you brought me on. My my long shot is uh, I'm gonna go long shot um, New York Lee Zeldin. No, they already sneak... called the New York governor, didn't yeah, they? What, what the hell? Nah, they, I don't they care what they called. Still my long <laughs> shot. It was my long shot three hours ago. I, I, I you dance with the oh, girl. Oh, thanks for thanks for waking rock. up for us uh, there, Jeremy. Hey, by the way, if you if you take this and upload it to YouTube, which I give you permission to, just make sure okay. you take out. the... Oh yeah, yeah. I I am a good boy. Well, uh, we can't. I know they did call YouTube. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, Jeremy, thank you, brother. It's the quartering <laughs> you, on YouTube. He is not yet suspended or banned. Uh, yeah. We'll have you here on the show in the coming weeks, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, coffee uh, light light roast, light roast, lighter, lighter. Yeah. I mean, a lighter roast. I'm a I'm I'm a lighter roast guy. Jeremy, thank you, brother. Go get some sleep. And next up, huge YouTuber arrested for terrible crime. Adventures with Purpose founder in big trouble. Yeah, definitely no uh, meme intros on this one. Ah, uh, God, there's very few YouTube channels that I watch that 
uh, I feel are like genuinely adding things to society. And Adventures with Purpose was one of them. Uh, helping bring closure to families and uh, just if, if, you're unaw if you're unaware of the YouTube channel, uh, what it is is they go and um, they will bring up cold cases of like missing people, use dive teams and things like that to recover and bring families closure. Uh, in fact, they were already very popular, but they got even more popular after finding um, uh, the missing girl. Uh, I forget, um, Keely Rodney, uh, a while back. Now I want to say, you know, this looks pretty bad, um, including some like admissions and emails and things of that nature. Um, but it's just charges right now. And obviously this is going to reflect very negatively on the rest of the adventures with purpose team unfairly. Um, so I just want to remind people, like, it's just one person of many on that team. Uh, and, uh, this is pretty heinous. I've also heard of some shenanigans where their channel or their size, they were, they were kind of bullying smaller YouTubers out of talking about this. Many people emailed me about that. I was unable to confirm that. Um, I certainly hope that's not true. Adventures with Purpose founder, uh, Jared Lisek faces the basically the worst kind of charges an adult man can face that's what i'm gonna say okay um he's of course a founding memory of the search and recovery dive team adventures with purpose based in bend oregon and uh he's accused of something just terrible in fact um some people are saying that there's emails you see the state of utah filed charges against the 47 year old on wednesday november 3rd in san pete county utah where the where the crimes are actually committed way back in 1992. Lisa, who was 17 at the time uh, of the alleged crimes, is facing two counts of something just very awful for an adult man to be doing. Uh, documents obtained by Coin6 News Revealed. According to new court documents, um, I'm not going to read the specifics. It's just hard, disgusting and terrible. Um, you know, Utah does not have a statute of limitation for these type of crimes. Adventures with Purpose was founded back in 2019 and has solved more than 20 missing person cold cases. The team uses sonar and diving skills to solve underwater mysteries that are documented on their YouTube channel. Now, these are some of the emails that are floating around uh, from him apparently on February 4th, uh, responding to allegedly another a previous email from the person uh, who... Uh, you know, was on the receiving end of the bad behavior. I'm trying not to mention them. Obviously, they're, you know, they wrote this email saying, like, do you feel any better as a person doing things like this? I'm assuming the eventual purpose. Does this make you feel like less of a monster parading around in human skin? There's no forgiveness for what you did to me in my home in Utah, grandma and grandpa's house in Las Vegas, and right above grandma and grandpa's head in their very own truck. The rest of the family is just about as much to blame to you as you because they didn't turn, turn you in when they knew better and I was just a kid and I didn't know better. And yet you're still welcomed at family get-togethers or like my grandfather's funeral and while the parking lot and uh, while I'm in the parking lot ready to get out of the car and attend, I see your face. I became so sick I couldn't even go in. I had to drive home down the street to CVS and watch it all via Zoom. This is the 
alleged person on the receiving end. Now here's an email also allegedly uh, read by this channel, Southern Logic, from allegedly him. I'm so very sorry for the things that we cannot change. It's so unfortunate that the Lisek and whatever lineage ex experienced the that stuff to you. Uh, I and many other cousins were brought into, like yourself. I was also uh, on the receiving end. Uh, it's weird. It's unfortunate when families like ours experience the type of stuff. Many of us cousins got together to acknowledge what had happened in our youth and made a pact to put an end to it. Um, I have tried myself to apologize to you and to have a conversation with you about it to answer any questions you may have. Uh, what? The first time that I apologized to you, I'm sorry for the way that I, it was handled and I was under the impression that our mother knew and then felt it was appropriate at the time to have a conversation with both of you. I did not mean to embarrass you or catch you up. I mean, like, uh, yikes. You know, this person is saying, if you truly want to apologize, then pay for your actions. Walk into a police station with me and confess. Get it on record. And you have yourself registered on the list. Um, you know, this is back and forth. You know, unfortunately, your desire to have a 46-year-old male live in the mistakes, to live the mistakes of tw of a 12-year-old is simply not realistic. Thank God we are not forever judged for actions as youth. Uh, you're a grown woman in your early forties are to be commended for facing up, standing up to those actions, which happened in your past, spread awareness and stop the cycle. What? What? Personally, from my these, this is messed up all these emails. I mean, this is all going to be in court documents. Now, again, I want to be very clear from what I can tell, you know, it's just one person. A diver from the missing persons search group adventures with purpose has broken his silence after co-founder had been charged. Okay. So, uh, Lysek or Lysek is being accused of just something terrible. Um, a fellow diver, Doug Bishop addressed the claims in a YouTube video posted Tuesday after he was charged. He said he was shocked and heartbroken over the charges. Everyone wants to know how I feel right now. He said in the video where he calls himself a voice for the voiceless. What happened 30 years ago has come to light and it's been affecting everyone involved with this. The Oregon-based volunteer dive group gained national attention after they located the body of missing teen. Now, I had already known about them because their YouTube channels are their YouTube channel was very interesting. And what I'm hoping is, you know, that they can continue to do their good work. Um, you know, Bishop explained that there are contracts in place to consider and legal ramifications are possible for him speaking his opinion, but he wanted to keep it real with the fans of the diving group. I'll continue to follow the passion uh, that I've developed for helping people telling someone else's story. He continued. It's unfortunate that this, that I've developed this passion. And then this happened it does not align with what I believe in. I have daughters and I am a father and I come from a really rough background. I've changed my life to become a really good man and always followed the code. And that code has been violated. Bishop added that while there are still legal matters that have to play out, the accusations do not involve him or anyone else associated with the group. We've worked a lot with a lot of people intimately, and there are a lot of people who are hurting right now. I'm just heartbroken, he said. As for his future, Bishop said that he and his family would be okay. None of us knew anything about this. I believe that. I mean, it's 30 years ago, right? 
Uh, Adventures with Purpose made headlines after finding Rodini's, uh, you know, in back in you know California. Initial law enforcement searches for the car and body, uh, they found them like very very quickly. Now since 2019, Adventures with Purpose has helped solve 23 missing persons cases, some involving young people, uh, young kids, when in which they documented their success on their YouTube channel. Um, now their YouTube channel is very popular uh, and. This is one of those, you know, I mean, what do you do? Um, I, I, you, it's, um, Can I you know, you never really know. Uh, I think the thing with this particular U YouTube group or YouTube channel, it may actually, it may actually tank their channel. I, I'm not sure. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, there's so many, so much good that they've done, um, but they've got to really kind of address it. If you look, um, you know, that their comments really aren't turning against them. I suppose that's good to see. I think as long as they, you know, disavow this person, get them out of the, get them out of the company, none of them knew, then people should, you know, take it easy. You could see you need to keep this page going. People need to be returned home. You know, I hope that um, they continue their good work. Uh, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't, you know, it's more than just worse, more than just one person. Um, and so I don't want to like pile on them. Hopefully they just cut out this founder person and that they can, t t can continue their good, uh, their deeds. Obviously, you know, if it turns out that these people knew about it and they covered it up, all this kind of stuff, you know, when they're emailing the Adventures with Purpose email address, if people inside the company knew about it, you know, the age difference is not two dumb kids. I mean, according to the reports, he was at least, they were, uh, they were nine years old. Uh, and he was, I don't know, much older than that. I thought I read it somewhere, but you know, it's not, uh, it's no, it's obviously not. Okay. And I hope he goes to prison for a long time. If these things are true, if he's true, but there are 10 members in this group that aren't him. So I don't want to see the channel get completely destroyed. Um, hopefully they can excise the tumor and just keep doing the good things that they're doing. Um, that's a, that's a yikes. You never really know, I guess with people. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed this. There, you can read. Everybody wants to, you know, Doug's comments here directly. Or uh, I'll link his video. I'm sorry. You can f see what's going on. I'm sure. I'm sure that they're shocked too. But uh, finding out about this as a fan of their channel. I mean, the guy. If the guy just gets locked up and they all disavow and they excise them, I don't really hold it against them, and it doesn't really sour the good work that they've done. I'd probably delete any videos with the guy in there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's all we know right now as we, all we know is charges, but those emails are not great. Uh, and, um, we'll have to see how this plays out. And next up today, Elon Musk makes Amazon's reach a star meltdown and quit Twitter over blue check verification. I guess at this point, really nobody should be surprised about, you know, Hollywood lunatics, but you know, Reacher was one of the, uh, more interesting shows. On Amazon, Amazon's actually got some good shows, you know, not obviously not rings of power, but, um, 
the terminal list very good. I thought uh, Reacher, lots of potential. You know, it, it's funny. It's it's kind of like up my alley in terms of uh, television shows. But uh, the main star of the show, Alan Richson, uh, quit Twitter because Elon Musk bought it. And the excuse he gave is absolutely absurd. Um, I'm not surprised uh, at all. This is just like typical Hollywood elitism. But I do think it's funny that he tried to make himself seem super smart and deep when he was really just NPC raging. Now this via bounding into comics.com, Reacher star, Alan Ritson recently shared a video to Instagram declaring Elon Musk's Twitter as dangerous and explained why he's quitting the social media website. Ritson began the video by telling the story. Now I want to actually look at the at the 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 video here because it's absolutely the most fart huffingest uh, post I've ever seen. He's got thirty two thousand likes on it. What do you think of Twitter today? Delete or keep? I'll be deleting my Twitter account in the coming days. Uh, uh, how do I do this? Hold on. Uh. Uh, sir, this is not an airport. You do not need... Wait, You're not in an airport. You do not need to announce your departure. I, I just think it's so funny these like, you know, you know, I mean, I did it, but... You know, I never really laughed. There was a king who loved wine and generously wanted to lavish upon the good citizens of his kingdom his love of wine. And so he invited all the villagers far and wide from the countryside to his castle for a feast. And so the banquet hall was filled on feast day with... He's clearly reading this off. He, he prepared this statement. Friends and strangers alike, everybody eagerly awaiting to taste the king's prized wine. As he asked, the, as the king asked the, the good citizens to have a seat around the banquet hall. Check your notes again. Hall table. Uh, he began to pour wine, uh, but he poisoned a few glasses along the way. Some of the citizenry noticed this and uh, asked the king why he was poisoning the cups. And he said, this is essential that everybody enjoy the wine as is, whether it's poisoned or not. And of course, as you can imagine. Also, obviously, tw Twitter is not essential. Uh, nobody has to use it. Uh, I don't think that this guy was very active on Twitter anyway, uh, which makes this all the dramatics even more hilarious because he's really, again, just NPC raging here. Uh, his kingdom lost a few citizens that day. This is who Elon Musk is as a free speech absolutist. He's really afraid of free speech. So what he's saying here is I really want to be clear what he's saying here. He is saying that being a free speech absolutist is the same as taking the lives of people. He's saying, you know, I don't know how to use the mute button. I don't know how to use the block button. I'm just that dumb. Nobody, I can't put my phone down. I have to consume everything on Twitter. And it's exactly the same as somebody knowingly putting poison in people's cups. Oh, and also, by the way, this is totally new and people are definitely not toxic. People definitely were not toxic on Twitter before today. Uh, it, it only started the day that Elon Musk bought it. That uh, some of the cups are going to be poisoned and insisting that we all partake in this uh, feast together anyway uh, will not bode well for all of us.
There must be some intolerance for the poison cups among us. Pro-censorship, pro-cancel culture is what it seems like. We cannot be tolerant of everything. That's yes, you can. That's the tolerance paradox. It requires us to be intolerant of the intolerant. Um, as a free speech absolutist, Elon Musk believes that all speech, whether it's hate speech or misinformation, no such thing as hate speech. Something he has a penchant for. Uh, should Ooh, Elon. <laughs> Ooh, take that from Mr. Pretty Face. He uh, should pro proliferate his, uh, his, his site. He relied on the Santa Monica Observer propaganda site um, with low credibility rating by the MBFC, the Media Bias and Fact Check Organization. Ooh, he, he, once he one time tweeted a bad source. So is he butthurt because he uh, made fun of uh, Hillary Clinton? I, of course, everybody know, everybody knows I love Hillary Clinton. I, if I could vote for her every day of my life, I would. I love her. She's the best. Uh, is he butthurt that Elon posted a bad link to roast Hillary? They rate it low credibility for poor sourcing, fake news, lack of ownership, transparency, and often uh, they are a, an imposter site. Um, the, the owner of the site, SMMC LLC, appears to be inactive. Uh, so there's really no way to know who's running or operating the site. Well, he seemed to figure all this out on his own. He doesn't think anyone else can. And that lack of transparency is a major issue uh, for a newspaper, an online newspaper, trying to claim some kind of journalistic integrity. By the way, uh, I don't believe that site was verified. I also don't believe that, uh, um, you know, I, I believe that he, is he indicating that if you ever post an article that maybe from a bad news source that you should be banned, that we should be intolerant and by their, therefore ban you? ...has crippled ahead of the midterms, so this is politically motivated, the tools that his employees were using to... Uh... Fake news. Fake news. Incorrect. Incorrect, sir. So in the very same sentence, you whine and complain about Elon Musk posting what you call fake news. And yes, the Santa Monica Observer is not a, a high caliber website, okay? Agreed. But then you go on to spread the fake news that he removed the moderation team, which we know he did not. Uh, to, to use content moderation and policy enforcement tools that would manage uh, hate speech or misinformation. So crippling that, um, didn't do, didn't and, do that. Uh, obviously relying on sources like the Santa Monica Observer makes Twitter a hotbed for misinformation. We he, he, he posted one article, one. You've seen how um, cancerous and detrimental that can be to our society. Really? Um, very dangerous. And then lastly, there are security issues involved with selling a verification mark, the blue check mark. <laughs> oh, this is, this is the, this is the, he, he's literally butthurt about the blue check mark. Security issues? Oh, are you worried about the plebs also having a check mark? To everybody. Already, I live in a world where many people are, uh, are, are cons or frauds, and they are um, uh, using my identity to, to, to seek people's affection or their money or whatever this. Well, that might be true. You also don't provide any examples of that. And by you leaving Twitter, that doesn't stop that either. Scam is there are at any one time dozens or hundreds of people approaching fans as if they are me or my management team and ultimately seeking uh, something nefarious from that interaction. 
And uh, it's difficult for people to suss out who they're talking to, even with uh, verification on Twitter and Instagram. When So the fact that he's selling it doesn't change that, does it? You're saying people can't figure it out even when it's when verification's on Instagram. So having more people verified isn't going to make it any more difficult, is it? Those imposter identities can buy the blue check mark. It's going to be infinitely harder for people to understand who they're dealing with. It is a security concern for people. Actually, no, it isn't. Uh, again, more fake news. Um, imposter accounts are still bannable on YouTube. We know this or on Twitter because uh, Ethan Klein was permanently banned for imposter impersonating an account. Uh, Kathy Griffin permanently banned among other people permanently banned for imposters. So what he's whining about, uh, that hasn't changed under Elon's ownership. In fact, it seems like it's, it's still being enforced. It's been being enforced. All you'd have to do is have somebody report those accounts, buddy. But like myself, um, I, as much as anybody want fairness, I want to live in a world where everybody is a valued customer. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're whining and complaining that other people can get verified. Uh, you can also, by the way, when you look at a verification, by the way, so when it's somebody who's purchased verification, I've got a video on this later too, because it's starting to roll out. It's very easy to see. Um, you can see this account, right? It says I have a blue check mark, right? If you click it, it just says this account is verified because it's subscribed to Twitter Blue. It says I'm verified because I'm paying for it. If you go to somebody that you know, let's say, is verified or has been verified, um, you know, you can see again here, okay, extracted entertainment. Pretty sure they're not verified for being super, no disrespect, bud, appreciate you. But again, Twitter blue. If I look at um, a Hollywood actor like The Rock, maybe, right? Dwayne Johnson. I'm going to click his little tick mark. Account information. It's verified because it's notable in government, news, entertainment, or other designated categories. So it's clearly different. You can't click a mouse. You can't click a mouse one time. It's, it's this, it was a entire video trying to sound super smart and in deep thought, but he's really just NPC reading and you just love to see it. And last of today, Elon Musk destroys absurd, desperate fake news articles about new Twitter and a paywall. The left is doing everything it can right now to try and hurt Elon Musk through whether it's, you know, just leaving Twitter, which isn't working because usage is at an all time high or, you know, spamming him relentlessly, which is all fine. Memeing on him, also fine, except for, of course, impersonating him, which Ethan Klein and Kathy Griffin found after around and found out that that's not allowed. Um, but the new tactic seems to just be making up flat-out lies or running ridiculous, unfounded stories in an attempt to smear the man, in an attempt to try to get people to leave Twitter, but nobody's leaving Twitter, not with uh, the potential of the return of some of the most, uh, you could call them divisive, divisive. that would be true, uh, but I would also call them entertaining. Arguments are entertaining. It's why Twitter is so good. Hopefully, 
over the next six months, Elon can work to rapidly add a bunch of new features that would allow, uh, you know, for additional value for everyone signing up for Twitter Blue to own own the journals. Apparently, apparently, my cat's yeah wants attention. But this new run of articles is hilarious. So first, they went with Elon Musk as it does discuss putting all of Twitter behind a paywall. Sources, dude, trust me, bro. First of all, Twitter would they would he would never put all of Twitter behind a paywall. What, on what planet would he do that? There is like all you have to do <clears throat> is look at like this story, right? Somebody's telling you this, like, oh, Elon Musk said that he's gonna put all of Twitter behind a paywall. And then what you need to do is promptly raise your right hand, or if you're lefty, your left hand, uh, expose the back of it, and then slap them across the face for being stupid, like. You know that's not happening, but that wouldn't stop you know twenty major news articles running on it today. If Friday brought massive laugh to Twitter, Monday brought fresh evidence that the company will never be the same. Elon Musk has discussed putting the entire site behind a paywall. Platformer has learned from who, and like, what does that even mean to discuss? Does that does that mean like that somebody just brought it up? The Friday's layoffs have been brutal for all involved, don't care, including those involved in planning them, many of whom who themselves lost their jobs. Yep, that's how it works. While the process varied by team, some managers were asked to submit must teams two sentences about all their direct reports. One sentence explaining what the employee did and one sentence justifying their continued employment from Twitter. You were like, this better be one good effing sentence, one person asked to write such a list told me. Managers agonize over decisions and jockey with their peers in an effort to preserve employment for the most valuable among them. Pregnant women. Ooh, employees who are sick and workers. So if employees are pregnant, you're not allowed to fire them. You're supposed to keep them on forever. Then why would anyone not be pregnant? You know, like work visas and, pe and people who are, uh, who have cancer are among, again, what is it is, is, I'm sorry. Is the business supposed to be a charity? Is the verge going to keep an employee that they don't need just because they're sick? No, of course not. All of these media idiots are like, uh, of course, trying to hold Elon Musk to a standard that they hold literally nobody else to. Did Were all the articles uh, whining and complaining about the Facebook layoffs today? I mean, there were articles reporting on the Facebook layoffs, certainly, but there were none talking about how evil it was and how cold it was. And it was done the exact same way that Elon Musk did. Everyone got an email this morning and then I've seen the video. There was a creepy video of uh, Zuckerberg looking like he has sunken in eyes, trying to emote human emotion and uh, and saying how it's all his fault. And by the way, you're all fired. By the way, I talked to a few people. This is the difference. This is how I know that there are more ideological balance at Facebook. Several employees from Facebook who had been lay laid off have reached out to me and shared me information. Not a single Twitter employee did. Um, Meanwhile, you know, the health team, the blue disaster. In the day's end, I'm told that at least some teams began to hold meetings in which employees were informed who their managers are, their organization charts look like, but several employees I spoke to were still wrestling with one overarching question. Do Musk and his team have any idea what they're doing? Um, I don't think so. I, I don't really think, uh, you know, that you shouldn't really, or I mean, I don't really think that you have to know exactly what you're doing. You get in there and you get after it. 
The new blue likely faces larger problems. The existing platform only had a little more than 100,000 active subscribers. Platformer has learned. The new version will be 37.5% more expensive, and its value seems murky for most regular users on the platform. It's unclear how the company will persuade enough people to subscribe to justify the effort. Twitter employees tried to sell Musk and Sachs on the idea of asking business accounts to pay extra features since many of them use Twitter to reach large audiences, but they were dismissed in favor of offering wide-scale verification first. That doesn't mean that they won't. Other employees have warned about the secondary feature of the new blue that Musk added at the last minute, reducing ad load in Twitter app by half. Estimates show that Twitter would lose about $6 in ad revenue per user in the United States by making that change, sources said. Factoring in Apple and Google shares of the $8 monthly subscription, Twitter would lose money on Blue if the ad light plan is enacted. Again, not true. Uh, many people that use the platform uh, block ads. You see here like people, Elon Musk loses $92 billion since last year, considers paywall for Twitter. Reports. I mean reports and then there's and then i saw a bunch of people like tri tribal social which is like a, a a far lefty twitter clone again nothing no problem with it uh you know uh you let it exist i think it should exist there's a another ongoing uh crazy uh oh well elon musk is gonna buy uh uh tribal now because he tweeted it says the left-leaning Twitter-like app that Elon Musk is rumored to buy next. Who is rumoring it to buy, buy it next? This is how desperate these journalists are, right? Like, I think he actually deleted it. Elon might have deleted the tweet because he did say, like, I haven't bought it yet or something like that. Uh, but, like, they're coming out and it's like, just weeks after buying Twitter, a rumor has started going around that Elon would buy Tribal Social Network as well. For the uninitiated, Tribal is like Truth Social, uh, and Kanye West's Parlor is a social media platform. Where did the rumor come from? Like he, he, a tweet that was picked up by fake news Twitter account Occupy Democrats. Breaking: Twitter chief Elon Musk shamelessly deletes his tweet calling Tribal Social awesome and implying that he may try to buy it, setting off a wave of speculation. If you're wondering why Elon wants to buy Tribal RT and download Tribal's new app. I assume that Occupy Democrats is incentivized or a, a part of Tribal or owned by the same people because they're constantly shilling for it. I have zero interest in Tribal, but again, they should be able to exist and I wish them the best in competing with uh, uh, Twitter and others. Like, all he said was, Tribal is awesome and I totally don't own it yet. That's, that's it. It's, it's a, it, it was a joke. A joke. Following the speculation started on whether or not Musk was planning to buy Tribal. So Tribal Social puts out, we are not for sale. We are, Elon Musk has not offered to buy Tribal. No, we are not owned by China. We are owned by American political activists. Ooh, even better. No, we haven't harvest. No, we don't harvest data. And we don't even know, no idea what that even is. You don't know what harvesting data is? It's the practice that almost every application does to be profitable. It's like all these lies and you see, surprise, the world's most innovative companies are investing more money on Twitter than ever. Uh, TriRamp customers, which include a cross-section of US's fastest growing startups, increase spend 
at Twitter by 18% in the seven days post acquisition. And Google grew by 3.4 and Facebook fell by 8%. This data comprises of $10 billion in anonymized aggregate business transaction volume. So all those articles, all these articles from these fake news outlets, I'm starting to sound like Trump. Like, it's literally fake news. They're just printing lies. They're like, ooh, new rumor. Uh, Trump dies hor- uh, or, uh, 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 Elon dies hair orange. Source, I don't know. And then you're like, wait, he didn't do that. And they're like, oh, well, uh, new article with even more insane, uh, insane claim. Twitter usage is an all-time high, and data shared by Elon Musk makes it clear that for anyone to see, for anyone to see that publicly, more users and engagement means more advertising inventory for Twitter to sell and more attention on the platform broadly, especially in lean times. My cats are really being annoying. Companies will chase profitable advertising spend wherever it exists. Really, as as an advertiser. I have clients and have had clients that have unlimited advertising spend. As long as their cost per acquisition exceeded, uh, you know, was a target. So if they said, okay, I make $100 net, 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 and I will spend up to $99.99 on every sale that you can get me. Now, obviously, you maximize that. You find out where you can maximize net profit. And that's what, you know, we did. But still, like, they spent, they never, I've never been asked once where I spend money. I get asked, Hey, what is the what is the CPA? Do you think we can get a reasonable CPA? Do you think we can generate phone calls for under twelve dollars each? I don't care. I'm in. Twitter's ad success is coming amidst a large pullback in ad spend across our portfolio, down fifteen percent in quarter three. Fees and financial institution spending, think interest and finance charges, jumped by thirteen percent. So this entire thread, and Elon says Twitter is growing super fast. I hope it continues. Eric Gleiman uh, writes. Thanks, Elon. TriRamp specializes in cutting wasteful spend and redirecting time and money growth. This is, sounds like they, they do what I do, sort of. And so it's all fake. Elon Musk seeks to reassure skeptical Twitter advertisers. I understand if people want to give it a minute. What's wrong with that? Like, they, they try to frame this like Elon's scrambling around, worried about these advertisers. I actually don't think he is. Elon took over a struggling business with Twitter and has quickly made it worse. Exactly how? Exactly how has anybody, you know, how has Twitter gotten worse? I think it's gotten way better. It's gotten hilarious. And I can't wait for, did you see this? Uh, Niche Gamer, layoffs at Twitter eliminated politics from Japanese Twitter trends, which is now dominated by anime and video games. Users now suspect, quote, trends were curated to push politics. Yup. And then Elon says, just a smiley face. Actual fun stuff for the win. He's 100% right. So this is what I can't wait to come to America, where I can actually see stuff that actually people are talking about rather than having Twitter curators force whatever issue is important to them on me and tell me it's important. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, please do leave a like on it. And if you haven't yet, make sure you click that subscribe button down below. And we'll talk to you again real soon.